Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Thanks for coming to another episode in the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge miniseries. We are back to Fangirl Galaxy's Edge just a little more with Nicole today. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So why Galaxy's Edge? Why Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Uh, because it's awesome. <laughs> I yeah. mean, do we need any other reason, right? <laughs> it's, it's Star Wars, um, really. Yeah, yeah. So there, you 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 had us at Star Wars, uh, which literally is the case. Hint, hint. Disney, we've been waiting <laughs> for this. And but in addition, the the real reason is because I personally am planning two trips to the planet of Batu. Uh, so this is a little bit of personal gratification is to talk a, a lot about it to to get me excited. Not that I don't. I don't know that I needed to get more excited, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I have two trips. I have not been yet. So I want to also make that really clear. And also I want to make that clear. We are not, this is not the episode where we tell you how to, but to. <laughs> um, we're not tight. Everything keeps, seems to be changing quite a bit. And at the time of recording, uh, Disney World has not opened their section yet. This is, we're all just talking about experiences at Disneyland at this point. But even I think what it's tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on June 21st. And I think, is it tomorrow or is it Monday? Monday. That it's the 24th. The 24th. On the 24th, the reservation system that Disneyland's been using, uh, poof, it disappears. It goes into the force and we never see it again. They do have some some alternate options coming up. But anyway, point being, everything's going to change. So I'm not trying to keep up with that news on the podcast. This is more the touchy-feely how it meant to you as a Star Wars fan, uh, as a Disney fan, as somebody who just randomly ended up at Disneyland and got a reservation. Like, I don't, you know, it, it could fit all kinds of, but how how you feel when you are there. That's what that's what we're talking about. And uh, as a reminder, if, if and as part of a, a little bit of an introduction, if you haven't listened to any of my other podcasts, one <laughs> overarching discussion always comes through, and that's that I personally am a big Disney fan. I am one of those people. I eat, sleep, wear, run, drink, work, play Disney. That's kind of the thread that <laughs> goes through my life. And uh, I can't help it. So I've been wanting to do, you know, kind of some fandom about Disney. And I and I thought talking about Disney in general is just way too big. I mean, there's entire podcasts out there talking about Disney in general, right? There's entire blogs, there's entire businesses <laughs> where all they do is talk about how much of, you know, big Disney fans they are or how to's and, and that sort of thing. And um I didn't want to I didn't want to repeat that. I didn't want to do the same thing. So this one is a little bit different. I thought I thought I would kind of take things in chunks. And so this chunk that we are going to talk about is solely devoted to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and what it means to the fans who are visiting there and who have been able to visit there and those of us who can't wait to visit there. As a reminder, this is a multi-part series. So if you haven't heard the other episodes, they are all different. They all have different guests. They all have different experiences. If you are a Star Wars geek like me, you definitely want to go back and listen to all of them because it's kind of cool to hear <laughs> what other fans and their experiences were. Uh, so definitely take a listen. Again, multi-part series. Be sure to 
go back over and check those out as well. Now, some of those guests that I've had, uh, I consider the biggest Star Wars fans I know, and Nicole is no different. Aww. You guys might remember Nicole from my very first episode. She was one of my first guests, and we fangirled Game of Thrones on that one. Uh, welcome back, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And tell us a little bit about yourself and where people can find you online. So I have a blog called Good Thoughts, Inc., where I talk about everything from Star Wars and Marvel and Disney to crafting and fitness and all sorts of kind of whatever interests me at the time. And um, I am a lifelong geek. I mean, my parents almost named me Leia. We're, we're that <laughs> that big of a fandom um, in my house. The geek is strong in my family. So Okay, um, so my yeah. son's name is Luke. So I get your family. Yeah. And that wasn't that that wasn't without <laughs> a reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. No, tell us a little bit about your fandoms in general. I mean, I, I know you love Star Wars, but what else do you like? Because there's a lot to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love right now Marvel, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. Kind of the the big three in my life right now with everything going on and stuff. But um, no, I've been a, a sci-fi fantasy fan for you know. Like I said, since birth, it's it's very much genetic on my mom's side. Um, so I grew up watching, you know, the Black Hole and Labyrinth and, you know, all that stuff. And um, yeah, and then Disney played a huge part of that as well. And and being a local, I, you know, practically lived at Disneyland. So um, all that ties into all the things that I love. And yeah, there's just, there's it's a good time to be a geek it right is. now. <laughs> it's it a is, really good time. Really, and what I love about it, is that it feels like finally we can come out of the shadows and we don't have to hide the fact that we like these things, especially as women. Sometimes women, you know, it, it yes. was something that, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't as popular. It wasn't as cool to say that you liked these things. And the fact that we mm -hmm. can and we do and we let our geek flag fly is just, it's a fabulous time to be in the fandoms, right? So, Yeah. I'm with you on it that. Is. I'm with you on that. So tell me a little bit about like your history of Star Wars. Do you have a, a first Star Wars memory? Do you have one moment that kind of stands out as your Star Wars moment where you went, all right, all right, this is cool. I mean, I know it might be a little bit harder for you since it's just always been in your life, but is there something that, that stands out? You know, it's funny because it, it really doesn't. I was born um, the year of Star Wars. Star Wars came out in May. <laughs> I came out in October. So for me... Star Wars has always been like, that is just something I've always remembered watching. I don't ever remember a time when I don't remember mm -hmm. Star Wars. I remember going to see um, Return of the Jedi in the theaters um, when, you know, uh, the Emperor was using, you know, the force lightning on Luke and scaring mm -hmm. the crap out of me and, and stuff like that. But I remember, you know, I still have that, that memory of, of getting my first Princess Leia action figure at Toys R Us and being just, over the moon that, oh my gosh, they've got, you know, Princess Leia. You know, I have a girl who's not a Barbie, who's an action figure from Star Wars. Right, right. You know, I've, I have, yeah, those are big, you know, big memories. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, you know, and then once the prequels came back where it was like, you know, you had this love of a fandom and then they gave us more, <laughs> whether you like them or not, we still got more Star Wars. And that it was interesting, you know, I was in college at the time and, and all of us who had grown up with Star Wars to to relive that love of Star Wars that kind of had gotten, not buried, but just, 
you know, it felt like something of our childhood that was coming back. And then, and that kind of, I think tapped into my, my geek side and really kind of brought me out. Cause we was like, Oh, there's other people who like this too. And we have new stuff and we can talk about it. And I think that's kind of what started kind of the, the journey to the fandom again um, was going, yeah, we, we loved this back then and now we get more and this is really exciting. So, so. see, the prequels did serve a purpose. <laughs> they did, guys. They did. Love them or hate them. They're part of the fandom. They, they, and they absolutely are. And yeah, I know we, yeah. I know we all have our our feelings on on most of those but they definitely it's it's part of our it's part of it it's part of being a star wars fan is having yeah. that in your life and that experience tell me when it was announced that there would be a land devoted to star wars what was your response what was your reaction do you remember where you were when you heard the news i don't remember where i was because i think there was always that rumor of you know, oh, someday Star Wars, you know, Disney will do a Star Wars thing. But when it was like official, I don't remember where I was, but I just remember the feeling of that, that GIF or GIF, depending on, on how you spell it <laughs> or pronounce it, um, of like that straight up Kermit flail, like just sheer unbridled. I don't even know how to handle this. I'm so excited because um, it was official. You know, uh-huh. Star Tours is my absolute favorite ride at Disneyland. Um, Hyperspace Mountain as well, even though yes. I love Space Mountain, but hyperspace, that overlay makes me ridiculously happy. So the fact that we were- I need Disneyland to make that permanent. I don't know why they keep taking it away because it's, I agree with you, that felt the first time I rode that. For those that don't know, there's Space Mountain, right, at Disneyland. And they do this, they're able to do these overlays um, at Disneyland that they don't do at Disney World where they change the music up and they have some projections on the walls and it it almost turns it into a totally different ride. And when they do Hyperspace Mountain- it is a Star Wars themed experience, and it it is I, it is the best thing ever. Well, and part of the thing that I really like about it, and they did this the same thing with the Incredicoaster, is they gave it a storyline. So you're not just yes. on this roller coaster, and okay, you're you're you know zipping around and stuff, and that's I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a lot of fun, but something about having that storyline just changes it completely, and and again, you're you're part of the Star Wars story and stuff because you're in a story it's not just oh we're we're flying around through space no there's a reason you're flying through space and and i that's part of it is i love the stories that star wars brings you know brings to us and and that's part of that with hyperspace mountain same 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 and i you know it's funny that you pulled in incredible coaster because i guess this is why we are friends (laughs) because we're on that same wavelength when it comes to the idea of the story i never rode I never, what was the name of it before they- California Screaming. Yes. I <laughs> I never rode California Screaming because I was terrified of it. I am, I'm actually, I'm one mm-hmm. of those uh, roller coaster people who I actually like them once I'm on them, but getting me on yes, them me too. is a whole nother story. Like I, I just, I look at them and they're so big and they're so scary looking, but I know once I- I write it, I will enjoy it. So I avoided that for years and years and years, years, people, years. I was in my 40s and was too scared to go on this roller coaster until until they changed it. And they changed nothing, people. They 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 just added the story element 
of The Incredibles and that you're going after Jack-Jack and you're trying to find Jack-Jack. When they added that storyline, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on it. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> I, I yeah. pretty much- it's, it's a game changer. It was a total game changer and it was so much fun and it sucked me into the story and that kept me from being terrified. I've still had the thrills, don't, you know, that you can't avoid the thrills that are there, but I mean, it- it just mitigated it for me because I was inside the story. And so I think you're right that that's what, that's why we like Star Tours is because we're part of the story. Well, it's a right. thing when you can get on a uh, hyperspace mountain and you are part of the story. You are doing this dog fight in space and it's the coolest. So anyway, Disney, if you <laughs> this plea from your Star Wars peeps, come on, man. <laughs> let's make that, yeah. let's make the hyperspace like the overlay that stays for forever and then just, change it to classic every now and then if you feel you have to do that but (laughs) or make it an annual like season of the force thing where okay you know every summer we get you know three months of hyperspace or or something something. but yeah I literally am like stalking the blogs for when it comes back you know are they going to bring it back this summer is it going to be for the new movie and then they do and I'm you know Yep. Practically first in line because I love it so much. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, let's move on to this. As as a fangirl and as somebody who loves all these things, I will readily admit for, I don't know, gosh, months, years now, I have been all about Marvel, right? You know, yeah. you, know yeah. you know where my oh, heart's yeah. been. It has, yes, it's, it's- Marvel is the boyfriend that has stolen me away from all other fandoms <laughs> right now. And, uh, However, that it being was a said, decade in the making. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Um, that being said, I am, I am so embracing the Star Wars, you know, and going back to my roots, and it's, it's just so much fun. And, and the more that I have seen everybody kind of talking about Batu, and it's all this is all thanks to Batu. Like this is like mm-hmm. I was, la- I was laughing about the Keanu sense that's going on uh, right now. Oh, yes. Keanu Reeves is kind of having this comeback. <laughs> I'm like, in a sense. I am personally having my own Star Star Wars sense. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it, it's it's reminding me and bringing me back to all the things that I love about the fandom and all the things I love about the stories. And um, it's helpful that Marvel's kind of on hold right now. Like we don't have any details yes. just yet. It's coming, but we don't have any details just yet on what their future looks like. So. That's cool. Thanks, Marvel. Thanks for taking a pause because mm-hmm. it's giving me some time to geek back out over Star Wars, which is you know. Yes. It, and I like you. Um, I have a. I can't remember a time where Star Wars wasn't my lexicon. I can't remember a time where mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it. And my parents weren't big geeks. It was just that movie and those stories got me early on. I'm excited about the positive reactions from people like you who. If it hadn't, if it was dialed in, if it wasn't what we expected, you you guys wouldn't you you would say it. You you would straight up say, uh, it's good, but it's not, you know, it's not what I wanted. And that is not what I'm hearing from anybody who is a lover of Star Wars. No, and it's really interesting because I went to a um Disney After Dark Star Wars party last year mm-hmm. and they had the um top people in charge of Galaxy's Edge having um a panel and mm-hmm. they made, made us seal up our phones um because they showed us some pictures and things and i was so excited about it because they were so excited about it because this wasn't just people that were in charge of building a new land these were star wars like diehard geeks 
that literally were bouncing in their seats because they're like, we can't wait for you to see what we did because we made something really cool. You know, it was their level of enthusiasm and love of Star Wars that I was like, we're in good hands because it's, it like takes a geek to know a geek. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons I love Betu is you can go in there just using as land. Okay. I just want to, you know, ride a ride, eat some different food and shop some different shops. And you can totally do that. You're missing out on a lot, but that's, you know, it's totally doable. Um, you can be a casual fan and, and maybe get some references, but enjoy it. Um, and then you can be a diehard, you know, crazy geek like me who's read all the books and watched all the things. And, and you know, I'm seriously like geeking out over a trash can because they have a little <laughs> Easter egg on a trash can. Um, you know, it's that type of thing. The level of detail is is such. And, um, and one of the things that's really cool is... Um, so uh, Ralph McQuarrie was a concept artist that George Lucas used um, to design the look of the Star Wars movies, the original trilogy. So a lot of what we see is his artwork in the movies. Um, well, when they built Galaxy's Edge and designed it, they used his artwork. So it's straight out of that same time frame and mindset. So it it doesn't look like a land you you... Like because it's like so ingrained in us, we've watched these movies so so often. You know, like inherently, this is Star Wars. You're not in some, you know, oh land or something. This is your Star Wars world, you know. And I thought that was such a big, um, a really cool thing that they did because I think that that's made a awesome. huge difference. Yeah, that's and and I and I and I knew yeah. that that for Lucasfilms like to sign off and to get involved with this, which they were, um, I knew they would take great mm-hmm. care because they know what their fans are like and they know they couldn't do this and have it half done, right? It had to be specific and had to be right. Now, yeah. tell me, what were you feeling as you walked in on your your first trip? What, what kind of emotions were going through your head? Gosh, I wanted to burst into tears just because it's Star Wars. And, and, and I, so I went first thing in the morning. So I'd been up since like three o'clock in the morning, like a little kid on Christmas, so excited. And um, they walked us into one of the, there's three entrances and they walked us into one. So we walked kind of into what would be the marketplace. So that was kind of my first taste. And then we went around kind of the first order area. So that was my first taste of it. And because what you see, particularly in the marketplace is that Macquarie art is, it didn't feel like I was walking to a land. It felt like I was walking into Star Wars, even though it doesn't look inherently Star Wars, um, you know, there's trees and buildings and stuff and and nothing right away that jumps out at you that you're like, oh, that's an X-Wing or whatever. Um, but there were little details and that that inherent look to it that I went, like my eyes just got white as saucers and, you know, I, I couldn't look around enough. Um, we were, because we were kind of ushered in, um, you, they literally would lead us down one path into a, a certain area to kind of disperse us and stuff. So you didn't get a chance to kind of stop and pause and just kind of take it all in. So we walked past a lot of mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. before I had to, you know, kind of come back and go, wait, what did I just see? But it's just one of those things that you just, it's so, it's so big mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you will miss so many things that first pass because it's in the details. It's in the little, it's big, it's big. It's beautiful. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, that's that's something that um, I've heard a lot of people say and that um, a lot of my friends that it is just 
they did a beautiful job in recreating and in, in, in creating a brand new land. And it's just a beautiful place to just walk around and, and enjoy the scenery and stuff. But yeah, I, I, it, because it's not something we know from Star Wars specifically, it wasn't like, oh, that's Mos Eisley or something. You're just kind of taking it in. Um, and it wasn't until I saw the Falcon that I kind of <laughs> lost my, my ish, but because um, it sneaks up on you. It wasn't like I turned a corner and it's the Falcon and I literally just kept saying repeatedly, (laughs) it's the freaking Falcon because I couldn't wrap my brain. All the pictures that you see don't do it justice. It's that big and that majestic and that real life in your face. It's the Falcon. It's what we've been waiting for for 42 years, you know? Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just one of, one of those things that just every time I kept kind of turning a corner or seeing something, that love of Star Wars just kept, you know, bubbling over of like, oh my gosh, they've got this on the trash can or, oh my gosh, that's an Arabesh or, or that's this, or, you know, it's a moisture evaporator, you know, all those tiny little things that your brain picks up from the movies and, and, and whatnot just kept cycling over and over again of this is star wars this is we are here it's so cool i can't wait <laughs> it's 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 amazing it's it's one of those it's like the gift that keeps on giving um particularly because when we went you know we're it's crowded and i mean you know when i say crowded i mean we just you have a lot of people so you can you can't necessarily hear things i was really fortunate to be able to go at the um end of the day literally up until midnight that last hour when a lot of people have like called it a day and stuff we were hearing all sorts of things that we hadn't heard uh, around the buildings you're hearing dialogue and you're hearing you know Oga the cantina owner you know talking to a a, you know one of her workers Mm -hmm. or you're hearing you know all these little Disney fabulous things that they put in but it's all Star Wars that you were probably hearing in the background but didn't know it yeah yeah that's adding to that but it's it's the details like you said it's the details I know people keep saying immersive. Well, okay. That's my next question. That's my next question. One word reaction that's not using the word immersive. (laughs) Do you have something that you can say not immersive? Well, the the thing about immersive and, and um, it was something that I'm, I'm glad I kind of, I did the research before I went because I was like, I want to know, you know, I was going to dress like on solo to fly the Falcon because why not? Um, but everybody kept saying, no, you're on a planet. They don't know Disneyland. They are in Star Wars. Star Wars is their history. They don't call it Star Wars. It's just right. history. So every cast member has their own story. And this place has its own. Um, it's it's in canon. It's in the books. It's in the movies. Um, so it has its own history. Um, so that's kind of the beauty of it is it can be as immersive or not as you want it to be. You can literally just visit it as a land and go, okay, this was Star Wars land and, and, you know, treat it accordingly. Or you can straight up, there's a lot of people who are creating mm-hmm. their own characters and they're LARPing, which is a mm-hmm. live action role play. Um, and you can be, be in the world of Star Wars. So it's one of those that for me, it, it wasn't so much immersive. I mean, it, it became that because I chose to make it that, but it's just one of those where it's just this like fantasy fulfilled, you know, I, I I've been six times and I want more, not because it's lacking, but because I enjoyed every aspect of it that I want right. more of it. Um, yeah. I, I don't even think I could encompass it in a word. It's just, it's, I left my first trip going there. We had four hours. I didn't mm-hmm. get to do everything. I didn't build a droid. I didn't do the lightsaber. Um, 
there were a lot of little things. I didn't see Ray. I saw some people, but not everybody. And I did so much that I, I walked out of there so happy and content and just, you know, like a little kid who got everything they ever wanted for Christmas, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, Mm -hmm. I couldn't want Mm -hmm. for more. It was just that feeling. Like I just kind of flowed. Like I was like, okay, just floating out, you know, because it's, it's everything you wanted, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that beautiful. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to, you have to experience it. Don't let the crowds put you off. Don't panic about that. Um, go, go and, and, and let your little kid who first saw that Falcon, you know, be free and enjoy this and, and, you know, be, let it be joyful and let it be that passionate and, and, you know, don't be afraid to cry. <laughs> Lots of us were, um, cause it is, it's just, you know, I, I was, I was okay till we were actually in the Falcon, uh, on, in one of the hallways. And I was like, I'm, I'm in the Falcon and I just completely burst into tears. Um, and we all did, but like my whole group was just like, yeah, we're flying the Falcon. Um, but it, it is, it's just like, I can't, I can't go on enough about it because we kept finding all these little things to do and see and Easter eggs. And, you know, where, like I said, six times and I still don't feel like I, I've, I've okay. done enough. Well, it sounds know? to me like you would definitely agree with the statement that you came out with a transformative experience. Like this was more than, it, we're yeah. not talking about you're going to a theme park. You're not going to Six Flags people. You are going to Batu. You are no. you are on a planet, and it's one of those things where it's not like when you leave Cars Land and and you know you're back, you know, to part of the the hub of of DCA or something. This was one of those things where, and and my friends and I kept saying this, where we left Batu, and it felt like we we were like coming up from underwater and leaving like a country where I was, I was sad to be back in Disneyland, <laughs> um, which Disneyland's my happy place. And I, I like, but we were like, Oh, we're back home. You know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like, I can't believe this is making me sad to be at Disneyland. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> but that's how it felt is, is you get, you get so caught up in, in this world. And, and part of it is, is, is if you allow yourself to, to, kind of play along and be a little immersive. And I am a huge introvert. So I am usually like shying away from characters. I don't really like talking to people that much. Um, I just kind of want to do my own thing. Um, This is the place where be a little brave, step out of your comfort zone. It's a safe place to play. And because they have their own language, um, if you get the gift card, the Spira, you know, we were joking, but it, it really isn't that you're basically, you know, changing your currency, mm-hmm. you know, rather than mm-hmm. using your, mm-hmm. you know, credit card, you're changing for their their coin. All those little things add to it so that when we left, I mean, you really do feel like you're, you're leaving another world um, because you were immersed in that. You were a part of that. And it's just it's I'm so excited for because not everything is open. Right. They, Rise of the Resistance isn't open yet. There's still a lot of doors and, and archways and things that don't go to ah, anything yet. They but will, they will. Right? Oh. Okay. They will, Nicole, apparently. Nicole, I just um, got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps over that. I am such a dork <laughs> that that made me so um, excited to – I mean, I knew that. Right? I, I knew that it wasn't completely fully open, but it took you – like I'm visualizing, I'm visualizing <laughs> it like you standing in front of one of these doors, and I'm like, dude, that's gonna open up. That's gonna take us to a whole new. Se- ah! All right, go on. <laughs> yeah, that there's like just even just little, you know, like there, there'll be buildings that you're like, that doesn't actually 
go to anything that I can tell. Like, it's not like the, you know, the extra part of this, you know, store or something. It's like, no, there's, that's, and there's a lot of doorways like that where you're like, that could go to something very easily that we don't have yet. Um, And I've heard that from um, uh, interviews and things that it's like, no, 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 this is not complete. And it's not just Rise of the Resistance. They have the future mm-hmm, planned for mm-hmm, this, for future mm-hmm. expansion and, and to, to um, evolve with the stories and stuff, um, which just makes me geek out even harder. And it, it, it's kind of like why I love Marvel, because it's that master yes. plan. It's the, you know, yes, we're going to have this, but we're looking ahead to the future. And I feel like Disney is doing the same thing with Star Wars, that they know they can't just have this static land that, oh, this is happening. Because the land actually, what's happening right now is apparently going to affect or be part of the next movie that's part of that but then okay once the movies are over they can't just have it go oh yeah and then we'll just revisit that you know for the next you know 10 15 years no they know we want Mm -hmm. we want more Mm -hmm. we want it to be um and they have it planned for that which just makes me so crazy excited i don't even know where to begin (laughs) yeah no so so excited for all of this Ah, Disney, I love you. I love you. (laughs) Thank you for giving us the Star Wars land that we wanted, right? I mean, yeah, this has been a long time uh, in the making. And and I remember having talks about it and just saying, like, why isn't there a section that's just devoted to Star Wars? And I don't know, maybe that was in the original concept of making – the Disneyland and Disney World Parks, you know, that one one IP was not going to have an entire land to itself. That just wasn't what they were going for. And I get yeah. that. And I know this is a whole debate amongst the Disney peoples on if you're ruining the parks by doing this or you're just making it that much more awesome. I clearly fall in the it makes right. it more awesome stand of things. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're talking about something like Marvel, like Star Wars, that have stood the test of time and are going to stand the test of time, I assume, for future generations to come. So I'm all for this. And I am, I'm so thrilled. This has been so much fun talking to all of my people that have been able to go and experience and immerse <laughs> themselves. See, there's that word again, but be able to immerse themselves and, yeah. and really get into Batu and, and just be able to tell me how. I don't want to say important to your life, but because could you have gone on without a Star Wars land? Well, of course. Are you glad you don't have to now? Of course. <laughs> it's just, it sounds really, really amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that Disney has has come through with this for us, uh, for us geeks, for us fans, because it's going to be amazing yeah. for years and years and years to come. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Visually, it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's, but what is also beautiful to me is talking to you guys and hearing your expression of love for this. And and literally, it's been unadulterated <laughs> love uh, from people. And, and like I said before, I know you guys, and I know if there was something that wasn't done well, or if there was something that fell, or you didn't have that emotional connection, you wouldn't have gone back six times, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's LA traffic. Absolutely. I know you wouldn't have gone back six times. <laughs> <laughs> I would have hung out with Star Tours and Hyperspace exactly. and called it a day. Um, but yeah, it's it's the the beauty of this is that you can be a, an original trilogy fan and love it. You can be a, a the cartoon fan. There's it, it's heavily based on the cartoons, but there is 
plenty there for us old school mm-hmm. geeks and for future generations with the new movies, the new cartoons, the new stories, the books. Yeah, there's there's lots of little nods that the, the kids that grew up with the cartoons are not going to know like we old school geeks will know. Yeah, it's just it's it's it makes me like I'm smiling just talking uh, about it because it makes me that happy. I can, I can hear your smile through the recording. So absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up this segment of the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. I had a ton of fun uh, talking to Nicole as always. Likewise. As always. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I will see you at D23 Expo again because we're going to. We're going to have to geek out together as usual. People, people, if you liked what you heard today on this episode or any of the other ones, uh, please remember to leave a five-star review and to subscribe because we talk about something different every Thursday. I've changed the dates. I was dropping them on Fridays for Fangirl Friday, but (laughs) I think it actually allows more people to listen on Thursdays and Friday going into the weekend. So um, we're going to do Fangirl Thursday. I don't know, man. Um, (laughs) But I'm dropping them on Thursdays now. You don't, you want to subscribe just because we talk about a different fandom every week and I don't want you to miss out on something that would be important or something that you would like to hear. So don't forget to subscribe, take a listen. Uh, Also on Mondays, I do a Monday movie minute. I basically give you a really short review on the movies that I saw over the weekend. And usually they're, they're the ones that just came out. That way you can plan your next week on if you need to go see these movies or not based on that suggestion. As also another last minute reminder, this is just one of a multi-part series. So if you need more Galaxy's Edge in your life, uh, like I do, then (laughs) go back and listen to the other episodes. I think you're going to love them. And uh, don't forget to to leave those five-star reviews so that we, we know that you appreciated this kind of content. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. And we hope you'll come back to Fangirl with us again real soon. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you.